Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Make life change happen in our lives. Be open to hear your word. We love you so very much. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Talk about excellence. I just want to give a shout out to the production team and the lighting team and all the hours that have gone in. Um, let me tell you what. Yeah, yeah. It's huge. And then, uh, can we give it up for the children's area? That we, have, we have a banging kids area. They're not going to be able to hear me every week, but yo, change kids, you guys rock. Woo! Woo! Hey, we've been working hard on Farm, the Dalton's farm. They were so generous to let us uh, use their farm. Uh, but we set up the entire thing. We worked on the lighting and the production aspect for like 12 hours, and it was awesome. Uh, so, so I just want to give a big shout out for all of you who are putting in the hours and the long, strenuous nights and days thinking and planning and strategizing. Thank you. Thank you. Big time. Thank you. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. God has entrusted us, thousands of people who don't know him, or don't care about the church, and we're redefining church. We're redefining what it is to meet God. We're redefining what it looks like to come to church and experience who he is. Thank you for doing that because we're being good stewards with what God's blessed us with. What are you expecting in your life? What are some of the things that you just can't wait to see? You remember when you were a kid and you made this huge list for Santa? And it was a mile long. I mean, you had every toy in Toys R Us written down. Did you guys ever do the Toys R Us catalog? And you circle what you want, you put your initials by, and then you circle the ones you really want like three or four times so mom gets it, and then you rip it out of the Toys R Us magazine and you hide it. You'll find it, and you're like, this is exactly what I want. Don't you dare get anything else. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I made sure my mom knew exactly what I wanted. And I just remember the expectancy because you made a list and you actually believed it was going to come. I mean, you were looking all around the house. You were checking in closets and, and looking underneath beds. And you were making because you, you knew the bike was so close. Right? You knew it. But say so you're looking for it, you're expecting it. You know, what would happen? What would happen to us if we got a little expectant about what God's going to do in and through us? What would happen if we started making a list and we said, God, this is what we want to see happen this year. This is what I want to see happen in my life. This is what I want to see happen at my job. This is what I want to see happen at my school. When I was just talking with Temple students. We did a, a, a gathering, and I had the honor of speaking to them. And we just started talking about the 30,000 students that are in Temple right now. And I started talking to them. Yeah, I started talking about getting audacious with our prayers, right? Getting a little dangerous with our prayers. Start praying things like, God, let us touch the entire school. Oh, man, that's huge. Put that on your list, right? Put that on your Christmas list. Say, God, this is what I want this year. I want to see you move. I want to see you do it. Now, does that mean we're tied to a timing? Absolutely not. 
Because God's timing is perfect. And no matter what we strategize, scientifically put together to say this is the perfect timing, God's timing is always better. So we're not glued to timing, but we're glued to the promise. Right? We're glued to the promise. We say, God, this is what you promised to me, so I'm stuck on that. Now, I don't know when you're going to do it, but I'm going to pray until I see it through. Right? That's what we're doing. And so I don't know, I don't know where you are in your expected level, but I'm going to challenge you today. It's time to take up the expected level, okay? It's time to take up your expectation. Say, God, I am waiting, and I know you're going to show up in a real way. Hope is taking what you know to be true and believing for what you don't see yet. So hope is grabbing a hold of knowing who God is. We know who he is. He's amazing, awesome, powerful creator of the universe. Words, by the way. He didn't even have to use any Play-Doh or clay or paper. He didn't use nothing. He said light and poof, there was light. He said create things happen like our God is powerful. So you know that. You know who's on your side. And knowing that, then you believe for what's to come. For what he said would come. Right? And did you know this is going to blow your mind. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, there will be a time when all creation will hear about my name and will see my face. Do you know that? It's coming. So, knowing that, that he promised it already, he already spoke it thousands of years ago, and I believe with all my heart that he spoke over this generation specifically for some incredible things that are coming to the world to come. Uh, it's it's the, the scripture in Hebrews about the, the children of faith, how they did signs and wonders, but they haven't done anything and haven't come to completion, but we are the ones to bring complete. I truly believe with all my heart, this is the generation that's going to see a lot of that fulfilled. I believe with all my heart. And so knowing that, knowing that the promise is there, knowing that God has spoken, knowing who he is in our lives, what are you expecting? Or are you expecting at all? It's a good question to ask yourself because you have to know on a scale where you are. Am I expecting great things? Or am I not? Do I think God can handle a cold? Or do I think God can handle cancer? Do I think God can take care of my finances enough to make me a generous person that can give above and beyond? Or do I think he can just take care of my bills? Where's your, where's your level of expectancy from God? You have to know that. God, am I going to touch like 10 people today? Or God, maybe I'll have an opportunity to touch one. It's your expectancy level. It's, it's saying, God, I expect you to show up. I hope for what you promise. I put my faith in you, and I expect great things. Jeremiah 29 11. We all know the scripture, but a lot of times we read it out of context. And so I want to read it in context. Can you say it? Let me say in context. Say in context. You got to make sure you read your word in context. Okay? There's a lot of things that people will post on Instagram or put on Pinterest and just little one liners from the Bible, and they sound really good on their own. Context, you truly understand. The depth of what's said. And so let's read this together. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. 
That's a great scripture, isn't it? And can't you read that and say, Ooh, he has given me a plan to give me a hope and a future. Hallelujah. And you get so excited, you're like, well, my life's just going to turn out rosy peach king. For what God's going to do. And you do a little jig and hallelujah dance, and you're like, all right, let's do this thing. But when you understand the context of what was going on, you understand the Israelites are actually in exile. They're in, they're in captivity. And God was promising through through the prophet Jeremiah, he's promising again to them what was already spoken over them. They just need a little reminder because they're in the middle of exile. The thing would be Jeremiah says this, hey, listen, Israel, listen, I know you're in exile, but remember, God's plans for you are to give you a hope and a future, and it would be great if by the end of 2017 or whatever year they were in, you know, BC, it'd be great that that the exile would be over. But you know what happened after this? The promise came, and there were 70 years of exile. 70 years of the promise that he has a hope and a future. What are you expecting out of God? And it might be in the middle of your exile. It might be in the middle of your captivity. And you're looking at God, and you're asking him questions. And you're saying, God, I know you promised something, but here I am in the middle of chains. And you've given me this hope, you've given me this future that you've my life, and I know it's coming, but here I sit in exile. But hope is grabbing a hold of what we know and believing for what we don't see yet. You see, there are some walls that are in your way right now. And all you can see is those walls. But can I tell you that what's coming is the walls are going to crash. The walls are going to come down in your life. Come on, somebody. Some of your walls, the biggest things that will hold you back from what God has for you, they're going to start in the name of Jesus. Now, you can't see it right now. All you see is brick. All you see is a big old wall in your way. But let me tell you that God's promise over you for this season is that we are going to shout and claim the promise of God. Shout for the victory and claim the promise. Amen? Amen. Uh, the other day, my kids helped us out. We were at Locust Walk Fair. It's just fair for all the college students. And so we were passing out flyers and singing with people. and It just got weird and crazy. It was awesome. Students are off the wall, and they make me feel like I'm like 12. So I, I act 12. Okay, so I, I just love it. I love it. And so we're we're helping them out, and the kids were there. And Ahmed comes up to me. We're just getting started. We're just passing off flyers. We're explaining what they're going to be doing. So you know, I'm getting them all pumped up. I'm like, all right, guys, we're just going to be nuts. Right? We're going to be crazy. We're going to say, here yeah, come to lunch, and just use a crazy voice. And I made those She goes, Daddy, I'm really scared. Well, it's okay. It's okay to be scared. It's going to be okay. Because there might be people, and I, I told her, she's three years old, I should, or four years old, I shouldn't have went into this, but I was like, hey, there might be people who reject us. <laughs> four years old. And, but there will be people that accept their invite, and that's who we're going after. And so we do, we're all in the middle of it. You 
see they're just they're you know, struggling at first, and Ane gets into it, and then she gets on. You know when Ane switches. She she goes from shy girl to girl that you can't. Right? She's crazy. And it's the most lovable girl you've ever seen in your life when she gets to that. But at first, she's just this little shy thing. You're like, this is the tiniest little midget shy girl I've ever seen in my life. And then she comes out, you're like, whoa, minions! You know, like, she's, there's like eight different minions in one person. It's great. And so at the end of it, she comes up, she goes, Daddy, I was really scared, but I did it anyways, and it was really fun. And I thought, how many of us, we come to God and say, listen, I am super scared. You called me for great things, and I'm trying to expect, I'm trying to have hope for this, but God scares me half to death. I'm scared of rejection. I'm scared of what might happen. It's the what if. It's the what ifs that kill dreams, isn't it? If we didn't have any what ifs, you'd be totally different today, wouldn't you? I'd be totally different. Because if there were no chance, <laughs> we'd be on top of the world. But there's the what if. And I just picture all of us coming to God and saying, God, this is what I expect and I hope and I want to do all those things. But God, I'm scared. You know, God wants to speak into you. Hey, it's okay. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be afraid. Because I'm with you. And see, what made the difference for Abne and Zion to do this with us is that I was right there by their side. And I showed them. I said, hold on, watch daddy. Watch daddy, I'll do it first. Hey, I'm going to be a goober for you and take my flyer, right? And they watched me. And they learned. And they learned how to step out in faith and do it. And many times, we don't look at our creator for instruction. In fact, we don't look at anybody. We just look at ourselves. And a lot of times, it's scary. It's scary. We need to look at our creator for instruction to see, how do I do it? What do you call of me? Well, what do you want me? What are you speaking into me? What do you want me to accomplish? And it's in there that we follow through and know what he is calling us to do. Expectations, they steer our emotions. And so if you can steer your emotions in the right place, you can direct your entire body, right? It's amazing what happens when your emotions get involved. You can have the most terrible day and all of a sudden you put on a song that just touches your heart deeply, you know? Like, what's um, the one that's out right now that's hot on our list? A plate. You know those songs? You hear it just like, oh my word, repeat. You just repeat, repeat, repeat. I can't even remember the song. I'm going to break for it. But you have those songs and you're just like, oh my word. And it makes you feel amazing because your emotions are involved, right? And it's like you have those great days where the sun's shining. How many like the sunshiny days? And you're driving the sunshine, your sunglasses around, you're like, God, you're good. So amazing today. You know, then the rainy days, you're like, can't believe I had to get up today. Have to work. But it's amazing how our emotions can steer. We can steer our emotions. Or I'm saying, we can steer our expectations. We can steer our emotions. Because what you're expecting steers your emotions. And if you expect great things to happen, you can walk into a room and, and, and expect great things to happen in that room. Guess what will happen? You're going to have a great time. But if you come in and say, man, there's going to be that girl there and that guy and the things are going to be awkward, you know what you're going to see? Awkward. You're going to have a terrible time because you're looking for it, right? There's a lot of people that go through life like that. I have a lot of people in my life that they'll say, no, my dude said this to me. And you said, I'm like, 
Dude, you are looking through some glasses right now. Like, you're coming into expecting something that's not there. But if you look with that expectation, you'll steer your emotions in that way. So you have to start steering your emotions. The other day, I was on 95, and I was driving. If you know 95 at all, you know when it's backed up, it's backed up. And so there's an accident, and I was praying over the accident, but I didn't want to sit in the traffic, right? I'm holding enough to pray. So I'm like, I got here, I get it. GPS is trying to take me on 95. I can look ahead. I got ways, right? You have ways? Ways is like the GPS Holy Spirit. Hallelujah! It's like the one that knows all, sees all, reminds you of what Jesus said. Right? Ways is amazing. You talk to uh, Apple Maps, and Apple Maps is like, go on this road. Ways is like, absolutely not. Don't do that. There's a there's an accident there. There's traffic here. You need to take this. It's like, thank you, Holy Spirit. You spoke again. And so I have ways. So I every once in a while when I'm going to 95, I'm kind of brainless. I'm like, let's click on the ways. And ways tells them never. I never neglect my Waze voice. And so Waze took me around. I was like, all right, awesome. So I found this route around 95. Let me tell you this. You can direct your life of where you want to go. No matter what, who's telling you what, no matter who's telling you what to do, you can direct your path. You believe that? You better believe that. You can tell everybody what kind of day you're going to have. You can tell in your life because you can't control the environment but you can control you. So what are you expecting? There's some things that hold us back. There's things that hold us back from expecting great things and it's number one is the fear of failure because we failed in the past and so we remember how that felt. It feels terrible. When you fail you feel like you didn't meet the standards of what was there. It's terrible. It feels awful and so that Next, let me tell you, the failures fuel the future. I mean, failure fuels the future because if people don't fail, they don't try new things. And if they don't try new things, we'll never go anywhere in society. We'll never go anywhere. We've got to try new things. So the fear of failure can keep you back. Uh, the second thing is insecurity in our identity. And let me tell you, this, as long as you rest on your identity, you will always have insecurity. You need to write that down. Some of you need to write that down. If you always rest on your always have insecurity. Why? Because you are flawed. Don't! Stop it! You're flawed. I'm flawed. We're all flawed. And so if you go off yourself and who you are and your talents and abilities and what you can produce, you will always come up short. But as soon as you direct your identity into who Jesus is, the Bible says that Jesus, with God, all things are So all of a sudden, you take your human abilities and you erase this, the boundaries of what you can accomplish. You erase them. And you put them in the identity of Christ. And with God, all things can be done. And so therefore, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Isn't that a beautiful thing? The third thing is past experience. And this is this goes along with all two of them. But past experience of things that you've had happen. Hey, I had that moment where I expected God to show up and he didn't. I expected him. I had this boy and he broke my heart. And I, I told God, I said, God, you take that boy and you bring him back in the name of Jesus. And I anointed him. 
my phone with oil. It didn't work. I took the apple and cheese bar and I couldn't think about it. I did it, right? And you have this, this experience that you had in the past and like, I tried that, right? That's on the street just with the coffees and all. That's what we're hearing. When we say, hey, we're launching a church, they're like, ah, oh, I tried that. I've had experience with that. It's not for me. A lot of times we base our future on our past, and that's not fair. Because God has a future that wants to give you a hope. And you know what a hope is? A hope is basing everything on what you know and believing what you can't see yet. What do you know? God is awesome. What do you know? He's awesome. What do you believe it for? The things he's promised you. And they're big, and they're awesome, and he's in a good mood, and he's got great plans for you. Come on, somebody. It's going to be good. We've got to take up our expectation level. Because when you know where your help comes from, all of a sudden, you can start making decisions based on that. Psalm 121 verse 1 says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. My help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I love that scripture because not only does he say the Lord, he reminds himself of who the Lord is, the maker of heaven and earth. If that's not enough for you, then you need to start looking out for another God because God is the one who made the heavens and he made the earth. He made all that we see. He's the creator of all. And so when you know that your power comes from that, you can start working differently in a different different strength. Walking with your shoulders back, knowing that God's got you. And you're expecting great things, not because of who you are, not because of what you've learned, not because of the things that your parents poured into you, right? Because they're flawed too. But you believe because... God, the perfect one, the creator, the all-powerful, mighty God, is for you. And when you expect, you do. A lot of times we don't do because we don't expect. I say I'm super guilty of this. A lot of times that I won't do something because I really don't believe it's going to happen. Try to get motivated, but I don't believe in it. And, and a lot of times that will keep us stagnant, it will keep us stopped in what God wants to do in us. We don't expect Him to show up and do great things in us or through us. So we can't listen to the voice, we've got to listen to His voice. We've got to listen to His voice. We have to know where our power comes from. So I have to ask you a question. It's kind of a silly question. Well, what are you sending into your future? Are you sending doubt into your future? Are you sending fear into your future? Are you sending hope into your future? If you can look at yourself in five years and you can talk to yourself to motivate who you are now to become that person in five years, what would you speak to yourself? What would you start to claim over yourself? What would you start to see happen. And this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. And sometimes we don't think that way, so we just think in the moment that we get five years and we're like, what happened? What happened with these past five years? I feel like they just flew. I have nothing to show for them. A lot of times we don't take advantage of speaking hope into the future, saying, this is where I'm going to be. 
I don't know how long it's going to take me to get there, but this is where I'm going to be. And I love it because this room is full of dreamers. I look out on this room. I can't really see you because the lights are blinding me. But hey, I know who's in this room. And I know this room. People who believe that God's going to do great mighty things through you, even though you might be in a situation that's not matching that promise. Think about it. Think about it. God called us to raise up um, a movement, right? An experience that's going to touch hundreds of thousands of people. Yet we're sitting in a room with about 50 people. It's our wall. It's our wall. It, it, it's, it's our, we prepared, we've come to the wall, and we're, we're circling the wall. And a lot of you, you're circling the wall, but you're thinking in your head, there's no way this wall's coming down. Absolutely not. I'm going to use my table as a wall. It's a good wall. And you're walking around the wall, and you're thinking, this wall is huge. And the more, this is the crazy part, this is what happens to us, because the more we walk around the wall, the more we study the wall. Wow. That is I I really thought by now, this wall would be a little bit crumbled. I thought bricks would be falling down a little bit. But God promised me this wall was going to fall down. And I've been around six days. Six days! I've been walking around six times a day! And people on top of the wall are shouting at me. And to keep walking. And our expectation level has to raise up to where we know, hey, we see, we see the wall in front of us. We believe in what God promised. And God promised that this wall is going to fall. And a lot of you, you have things that God promised over your life and you stopped expecting because you haven't seen any progress. And I'm here to tell you today, keep believing. God's got big things for you. In fact, he's got things that will blow your mind. The Bible says that he has plans for you that are beyond your wildest dreams. Yo, somebody, I can dream some wild stuff. I can think up some crazy things. In fact, I have for this city, right? We're talking and sometimes my wife will get a little stressed out because I'll dream a little too big. I'll be like, hey, babe, I think this is and this is, and she's a, she's a planner. She has it all lined out. She knows how it's going to get done. And so when I say this, this, this means like 25 line items, right? And so in her mind, she's like, I don't think you understand what that, let's, let's do one at a time, right? And so a lot of us, we have this, these huge dreams and we have these huge things that we're, we're dreaming and believing for and thinking and all this stuff. And a lot of us um, will be in the middle of it and know that God has promised something, yet it's not what we see. And so the actual doesn't match the promise, and so we lose expectation. We lose it all together. And we just start walking around our wall. In fact, you start getting familiar with the wall. You start touching it and hanging out with it and talking to it, and it becomes your life, your world. And a lot of you are trapped there. You're trapped with your wall. And I want to speak to you today. In closing, I want to speak God wants you to expect Him to move. Because when you start expecting, you start doing. When you start doing, things start getting done. Right? Because that's just the way it works. When we start moving in the Spirit, we start doing things with God. He comes and, we, and is with us. The Bible says He's with us. High and low, He is with us. Always and forever, He is with us. And so when you are with God, 
All things are possible. The Bible says that none can be against you. Who can be against you? God for you. That's good news. That's really good news. We've got to change our expectation. So I want to pray for us today. And if that's you, you know, you're with me. You're like, hey, Elijah, I am with you, heart and soul. I want to raise my expectation level. I want you to join me, okay? Can we all just stand across this whole room? Just stand with me. Whatever wall you have in your life, I want to start praying these walls start coming down. We're going to shout for the victory. Now, shouting, here's the thing. A lot of times when you start shouting things into existence, they're not going to happen at first. You just got to know that. Because it might not be the right time. That's okay. You can pray your guts out for God's timing. You can do all that. I've seen a lot of people just pray and write down and say, okay, June 17, 2029 is going to be the year I get married. We're going to have kids and all this stuff. God spoke to you, and it doesn't happen in that time you get all wonky about it. Let me encourage you. Shouting for the victory is your part. Tearing down the walls is God's. It's God's part. Stop kicking the wall. Stop kicking the wall. Stop trying to tear down these bricks, because I know you are. I've done it myself. God, you said. God, you said. Can we get mad at God? Let's just be real. Kicking the wall. Choking me. You called me out into the water. I was safe in the boat. Nothing was wrong. You called me out. And here's this wall. If you start expecting him to move, come on, there's some walls in life you need to start expecting God to move. I want you to raise your hands. I want you to raise your hands. If you got those walls and say, God, I lift it to you because it's your job. It's your job to get this thing done. In the name of Jesus, I shout for the victory. Come on, there's some things you need to proclaim with your voice. You need to start claiming with your tongue. Say, God, you are the God of all things. You are the God of all possibilities. You created the universe. Come on, start speaking that into existence. And this is nothing for you. This wall is nothing for you. Let's start expecting God to move. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.